Hi guys, disclaimer, this episode mentions topics such as abusive relationships, abortion, suicide, death, and mental health. If any of these topics trigger you, we advise that you see the show description for these timestamps so you can skip as needed. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the No Fake Friends podcast. This is Araceli. I'm Lauren. Armani. And London. And today we're recording a really fun episode. It's called The Day That Changed My Life. It can be a day that changed your life or an instance that changed your life. So on our Instagram, we asked our followers slash listeners to write in. And so we have a few submissions as well as we're sharing our own stories that changed our lives. (laughs) Lauren's nervous. (laughs) I've been feeling on edge all morning. I don't know why. Well, it has to do with the caffeine, the coffee I had this morning. But also, I think I'm just nervous to share my story. But yeah, I'm excited for this episode. Yeah, me too. And this is a safe space. So true. This is it'll be good. Who wants to go first? Nose goes. (laughs) Nose goes. Money. Money. (laughs) Okay, I don't really have a super like one that really stuck out. Like it took me a long time to figure out what my most pivotal moment was but I landed on finding out about my little sister because I didn't know about her until she was five so it was just really jarring to find out about her as a junior in high school Whoa, I didn't know that yeah she she was born in 2011 and I didn't find out about her until 2016 how'd you find out about her my parents just told me one day they knew that she existed, but they just never told me. And she's my half-sister, technically, so I didn't really know much about her. And she lived in another state. It was just not a good home environment for her. And we found out about her just because of an instance that happened that was very traumatic. Oh, no. I didn't know that. Ugh. Well, it was that, but also it was just like a very emotionally and physically abusive household. Oh, yeah. So she, we found out about her because she went to school with bruises. Oh. and the they called the police her her teacher called the police I think and somehow it got back to us here because my mom's sister's friend knew her mom or something I honestly don't remember the whole story but it was just a pretty abusive household and then she stayed there for a while until my dad went to go get her then she lived with my grandma and then we brought her back up here and she's just been with us ever since she is so lucky to have you guys like I love the way you guys took her Mm -hmm. in yeah it was really it it was a big change too because I grew up even though I had half siblings I was an only child and so now being an older sister is like (laughs) really challenging (laughs) yeah yeah especially because there's just such a big age gap between us we're there's a lot Mm -hmm. your mom is literally like such an angel though like she Mm -hmm. took her in she did not give birth to her she did not like know her I guess maybe at all right yeah no not really and then and now she's like her mom takes care of her all the time and does everything for her your mom is literally amazing yeah I love her I sometimes I feel bad for my little sister because she just got like thrown in that's gotta (laughs) be like so overwhelming especially as a child like Mm -hmm. life is overwhelming as is so to be thrown into that situation like that especially Mm -hmm. with the different dynamics of family because Monty's family is so like loving loving. yeah and like she (laughs) has a large family it's not like oh a little like it's like a family reunion every time they get together (laughs) literally (laughs) like probably 50 60 people yeah and that's just like 
a mini. Yeah. <laughs> like a mini get together. <laughs> so can I ask how that, like why you chose that specific instance or not instance, but that time in life, like how that impacted you the most, like you personally? I think it was just like being a junior in high school is already hard enough. And then finding out just something so sad about someone and not like she was my little sister. I didn't know her, but I loved her. Oh yeah. And so it just made me so sad for her, especially when we first got her and like, it's crazy. Even now she'll do things. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Like she will get in like a little argument over her, like doing the dishes and she'll like flinch. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> like just trauma yeah, response. Such a yeah. crazy trauma response. So I think it's just such a big difference in that sense because I'm learning how to like literally be around a child with such bad like PTSD Mm -hmm. I'm assuming oh yeah yeah and just like being a junior was already hard enough and then finding out about a little sister I didn't know about and she was five yeah a big sister role is a big it's a role to fill it's Mm -hmm. so hard and you were just like usually when people are big sisters like it's or I don't know, the course of becoming a big sister is supernatural. And so yours was like literally from one day to the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was a year before she came out to visit us. So like nothing really big changed, changed mm. until we like actually met her in person a year later because she came out the year we graduated. Well, and she'd sleep in your bed with you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She just spent the night in my bed the first, yeah, the whole first year she was with us. Yeah. And it was weird. Being a big sister is literally so hard. <laughs> I was meant to be an only child. <laughs> but you are a great older sister. And like, yeah. I think naturally you have great motherly instincts. Mm-hmm. I know for myself, like every night we go out. Yeah. <laughs> you're a great big sister to her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for like her to be older because I know she's just in a really annoying stage of stage of life. <laughs> that she's age a fifth is grader. <laughs> so she's just annoying right now. But like even... My relationship with my older sister changed so much when I turned 18 and like it was crazy. I graduated and then I was like spending the night at her house Mm -hmm. like immediately and we just the friendship that we have now is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see like how you yours and your little sister's relationship evolves. Yeah. It's going to be interesting for sure. I just have like a vivid memory of because we used to have a group chat on Snapchat and Moni sent a picture of her little sister when she found out and she was like, I have a whole ass little sister. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. And we were like, what the fuck? Like, it was because I didn't tell you guys until you met her. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I told you guys until I met her because I was like, hey, I, I think I thought like, how do I tell my friends? <laughs> oh, by the way, I just found out you guys are finding out literally a day after me. That's I have like a little a sister. Movie. Yeah, like it a was TV trippy. show. Yeah. Plot. <laughs> still getting used to it sometimes i just want to strangle her though (laughs) (laughs) well it's not a sister relationship if you don't no no i I don't have a sister but i have a brother so (laughs) yeah we're all big sisters that's crazy oh yeah (laughs) we're all the listeners big sisters too (laughs) oh so if you hate us that's just natural (laughs) (laughs) we'll grow on you yeah (laughs) i love that money thank you for sharing yeah thanks for letting me share I mean, we had to. It's <laughs> just kidding. It was mandatory. <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> all right, who's next? <laughs> I can go. Mine's not deep at all, though. Shocker. <laughs> I think it is, though. She got ahead of the joke. 
Um, okay, mine's kind of just like not necessarily one certain day, but just like things that happened mm-hmm. that led just kind of, you know, everything happens for a reason. Oh, yeah. Vibes. So sorry, I didn't really follow the assignment, but there is one certain day. Um, okay, so it's about my old job and quitting that. So basically, I used to work at an ice cream shop. I was the assistant manager. I didn't know what I was doing with my life. So I was just like chilling there. And then I saw a job opening for this online clothing store that I had known about. And like, I think shopped from a couple of times pop up on my Instagram that they were hiring. But I was like, mm, I have a job like that would be cool. But I can't do anything about that. And then so I guess this is the first day that changed my life kind of a two-parter so randomly one day I was going to work and I get a call and they said that the big bear where I used to work was going out of business so I was like what the heck and (laughs) (laughs) what the heck (laughs) um I have the snapchat of you finding out you were in the bathtub and you were like I just found out (laughs) my last day of work was yesterday (laughs) yeah it just like like they gave no notice like I'm just laughing more that you just said, what the heck? (laughs) I was 18. (laughs) Those were the words I probably used. (laughs) Anyway, so that's the day that changed my life because then I was like, oh, let me apply for this job that I saw yesterday. It might already be taken, um, but I applied for it, got an interview like the next day and then started working there a couple days later. And I just worked in the warehouse and did shipping and like website stuff for the first year. And then I ended up moving cities it's a long story so then I was gonna go to hair school so I quit the online clothing store I moved to Vineyard Utah and I'm like ready to start applying for hair school I lose all desire and I'm like what the hell I have always wanted to be a hairstylist like that was my ever since I was little like I wanted to be a hairstylist and then open my own salon so then when I moved there and lost all desire I was like (laughs) well I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life now So I kind of just got a random job there, worked for a little bit, and then didn't love living in Utah County. So then I called my boss from the online clothing store and told her, and she was like, okay, well, I have a a position opening for you. And it was the brand assistant for the company. So I, she like paid off my lease. I moved back up to the area that the job was in and started there. And then, yeah, this is just where it gets into everything happens for a reason. It was not a good, like, work environment. And I was moved from position to position, like, once a month. And I was so pissed at the time because, like, I was just completely being taken advantage of because I I didn't want to get fired for being like, no, I don't want to do this. So I would just do whatever she told me to do. So then I learned how to do literally every job yeah. in to this run company. A business. Yes. I was, yeah. So I worked there for eight months and then shit hit the fan one day it's a long long story but then I decided the next day that I was gonna quit so I guess that was the day that changed my life the most because I quit and then started my own business and now I'm living my dream life now she's a boss babe (laughs) she really is owns her own business work from home can yep. travel wherever whenever yeah but it's crazy like if the baked bear didn't go out of business yeah yeah would i be where i am now shout Literally. out to all the employees who gave out <laughs> free <laughs> free ice cream to all the friends that would come in <laughs> 
but it is that deep because it just shows that everything happens for a reason like you were it sucks that you went through that shitty work environment and had to learn every job but mm-hmm. aren't you so grateful now because yeah. you yes. literally run a business and know how to do everything yes love it thank you <laughs> and now you're an inspiration to a lot of people like a lot of people a lot of guys even <laughs> <laughs> they you think they want to date you and then they're like hey can i tap pick your brain pick your brain the way that's <laughs> happened four times in the past year Ugh. oh yeah i have an update for you guys <laughs> okay i have kind of two instances in eighth grade i was really close friends with this one girl she was new that school year and we became really good friends and we were just it just was like us two that always would hang out but then she we both tried out for cheer for to be cheerleaders for our ninth grade year and she moved and like the weekend after tryouts because tryouts are always on a friday and then she moved back to her she moved back to her old house in like southern utah and she didn't tell me and so i found out just by going to school the next monday and i was like i don't have my friend here like that I would always go to lunch with or anything and like I don't remember if she ended up making the cheer team or not but yeah she just like literally disappeared out of thin air and so I didn't have anyone to sit with or have lunch with but I over the weekend found out that I had made cheer so then Armani and this other girl who were cheerleaders were like hey you should come eat with us and it was like thank goodness I made the cheer team because this is the only reason why they're asking me to (laughs) sit with them (laughs) anyway so I sat with them at lunch and literally after then mine and Armani's friendship just blossomed and because of being friends with her and I was telling Moni this the other day I became friends with so many other people because I was just the type of person that would just hang out with one other friend and I was kind of a weird kid and that's not I still am I still am I just end up hanging out with people who aren't weird And so I don't know, it's a weird dynamic, but um, yeah, I was like never hung out with big groups of people, never hung out with people on the weekend. Like if like on the weekend, I'd probably just ride my bike and <laughs> watch TLC, you know? Um, but then after that, I started hanging out with like big groups of people. And then in high school, I ended up trying for out for cheer. And then I was just like around this certain group of people And so the people that I hung out with in high school, they had a totally different influence on me. So like growing up, I didn't, I wasn't Mormon. And then the people I was friends with weren't Mormon. So I was never around that kind of culture or people who were Mormon until high school. And then I started hanging out with uh, the group of people who were all Mormon. So anyway, I ended up like signing myself up for seminary senior year. I was just living a very Mormon life and like people would tell me that all the time they're like I was told I was a dry Mormon because I wasn't baptized but I was like I acted quote unquote don't know what that's supposed to mean Mormon and then I ended up getting baptized getting married in the temple and then I remember this is the other instance that changed my life and London you were actually part of it I don't know if you remember this but (laughs) um, it was after I was married and we would go to the gym all the time uh-huh. and I met up with you at the gym and you're like how are you and I was like honestly I'm pissed off and you were like why and I we start walking on the treadmill yes. next to each other and I was like I'll try to provide context but it's not really that important but what had happened was that there's like a president in the Mormon church and there was a ch- recent change because one of them died so then there was a new one and so this new president said that he had like this revelation that kids of gay people could get baptized if they were under 18 and that was a rule that was the opposite like just five years before or four years before by the other president who had just died and I remember that that was like why is this 
like this is just a guy who decided to do this and i was like no 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 no. this whole this whole thing is just it's just made up it's man-made this is not (laughs) in my opinion from god and so then i was like i'm not mormon anymore and i stopped going to church not that i ever went went anyway but i didn't (laughs) wear my garments anymore and then i started hanging out with people who are more my people and my entire friend group changed so i guess that was what changed my life like my family life was never really that different and like my relationship with my close friends and my husband didn't change but my whole outside group of friends changed and like I just stopped being friends with all the people that I used to be friends with so I would say that that instance that day at the gym when I was like because of this that I found out I'm over it oh (laughs) I love that so making the cheer team and finding out (laughs) and thinking for myself (laughs) strong-minded queen yeah (laughs) no now that you say that like I went through the exact same experience because I moved junior highs when like from seventh grade to eighth grade Mm -hmm. and I didn't have any friends but I made the cheer team and the friends that I made on the cheer team were the same friends that like lasted me through high school Mm -hmm. and it just like totally changed the course of my life Uh uh-huh so like you just opened that up for me yeah I would have never ever 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 been friends with the people I was friends with in high school if I didn't make the cheer team because I'm telling you I was weird (laughs) I was so weird Well, that's beautiful. I'm glad you discovered that that was not the journey for you. Yeah. No, definitely not. Are you ready to share yours? No, I'm like shaking. Do you (laughs) want to share some submissions first? No, I'm good to share mine. Oh, okay. (laughs) Now that I think about it, like there are a lot of instances that changed my life. Like the day I booked High School Musical, like just doing that job in general opened up so many opportunities for me. I made new connections. I have like literally one of my best friends, my roommate, I met her through that show and so and yeah I just not would be where I am today without that show but oh and another day would be when I got baptized and I really do believe that I had to go through that to be where I am today because I think I just always would have wondered what it would have been like to be a part of that if that makes sense yeah that makes sense um but the day that had the most impact on me I actually spent all morning writing about it because I just had anxiety about like not saying everything I wanted to say. And it kind of turned into this like poetic type beat. (laughs) (laughs) Not really, but like it's a little dramatic, but everything in my life is dramatic. So (laughs) I love it. Thanks. (laughs) You make it interesting. You're just romanticizing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. I'm also just really nervous because this is like really vulnerable and I love being vulnerable, but it's just scary every time. Okay. The last happy memory I have before the day that changed my life is playing tennis with my fiance. That was in the spring of 2020. Later that night, we sat in his car and I remember having a conversation with him about everything that was uncertain. How long is this quarantine going to last? Should we push back our wedding? Is my relationship with my family ever going to heal? There was so much up in the air, but the only thing I was certain about was that I was in love with him and I'd be spending the rest of my life with him. Until he told me otherwise a couple days later in that same car. And that's the day that changed my life. It changed my life for obvious reasons. Someone who was once everything to me now wanted nothing to do with me. I was grieving the death of someone who's still alive. And before that, I had my whole life planned. We'd get married. I'd finish school. We'd start a family. 
All those plans were wiped away that day, and I had no idea where to start or where to go from there. But I found my way, and I'm loving my journey a lot more now than if I had gotten married. There are so many things that this heartbreak taught me. I want to do a whole episode on breakups and broken hearts, so I won't go too deep, but I want to touch on some things. When it came to boys, I never felt good enough. I didn't feel pretty because I didn't look like all the other girls that all the guys wanted. But he changed that. He was the first boy who I felt was genuinely attracted to me. He was the first boy to want to get to know me and everything about me. He made me feel good enough. He made me feel pretty. He made me feel lovable. When I lost him, I also lost that sense of feeling good enough, pretty enough, lovable. I thought, he was the first and only boy to love me like that. No one will ever love me like that again. But now I love me like that. I don't attach my worth to what anyone thinks of me. This heartbreak taught me to never sacrifice my happiness for anyone, even if it's for love. I was practicing a religion that did not fully align with my morals and values. It was affecting my mental health and I was dreading having to put up with that for the rest of my life. But to me that was fine because it meant spending the rest of my life with him. I lacked so much self-respect that I was willing to hurt my own heart to please his. Now I know the freedom and happiness that comes from living authentically. And if I'm ever in a situation where I have to choose between disappointing myself or disappointing someone else, I know better than to let myself down. This heartbreak taught me how to love myself. This heartbreak taught me that there is light at the end of the dark tunnel. This heartbreak taught me that not everyone you lose is a loss, because now I see that it took losing him to find myself. This heartbreak taught me to never take anything for granted, because one day you're playing tennis with your fiancé, asking him why they use the word love to represent a score of zero, and the next day you're wondering if you'll ever find love again. But the good news is, I did find love again. And no, I didn't find it with another guy, at least not yet. But I found love in the mirror. I found love in mending my relationship with my family. I found love in the late nights talking to my best friends. I found love in the flowers I buy myself. I found love in plane rides to places I've never been before. I found love in knowing that there is more to life than finding someone who will love me back. Don't get me wrong, I want that. I want to find someone who loves me the way I love them. But until then, the only person I really need to love me is me. And I'm doing just that. Not a dry eye. (laughs) (laughs) That was really beautiful. Thank you. God damn. I was channeling my Taylor Swift this morning. (laughs) Um, But I just like... Yeah, that day changed my life, like, because there was me before that day and me after. And, you know, people always say, like, I even say this, you lose yourself when you lose someone you love. But the truth is, like, I don't think I was ever myself when I was with him. And I spent a lot of time forgetting to love me while trying to figure out how to love him. And so I'm just thankful every day that he broke my heart because now I know how to love myself and like I don't know yeah um but I just like I shouldn't let these comments get to my head but whenever I post about my broken up engagement on TikTok there's always some trolls being like get over him it's been years like move on he's already moved on type deal 
And like the reason I post is because that was such an impactful time in my life. And when I get emotional about it, it's not because like I'm like sad that I lost him or I miss him or I still have feelings for him. I'm just sad because that happened to me. And like if I do cry about it, it's because I'm just proud of myself. And like that was the shittiest fucking thing I've ever had to go through. Yeah. But yeah, that's the day that changed my life. (laughs) Yeah. No, you literally had to learn to love yourself through a time where you like what you were saying you didn't feel lovable and you didn't want to wake up at any like you didn't want to wake up for weeks you know like and you just got out of bed so like literally that whole journey you waking up you feeding yourself you journaling you going on a walk you calling your friends whenever you needed to that was acts of Mm self-love and so like I you're literally an inspiration for self-love to me oh wow thank you yeah of course you're really strong Mm -hmm. thank you um when I was trying to think of you know most impactful day for me I was like damn Lauren's gonna steal the show <laughs> like, like rightfully me? so you thought that I'm too? like the big bear shut down <laughs> <laughs> I made the cheer team <laughs> but yeah like you you've ha- you've gone through that and that is so fucking hard I couldn't couldn't imagine but I seriously I'm telling you this right now I don't know if I've ever told you this before but I know that if I anything were to ever happen with my me and my relationship I know I could get through it because you got through it wow that makes me so happy and I would like I would know the steps of like how to find myself again not that I don't know who myself is but like like I talked with you so much throughout that time Mm -hmm. and helped you get through it you got through it your own self but like I was there alongside you so like I know how to get myself through that I think if I ever go through it wow it's like that quote that's like one day your like heartbreak or whatever you're going through will be someone else's guide wow I've never heard that really yeah Yeah. that's so true though but thanks for telling me that that makes me happy I'm glad my my heartbreak was worth something to you (laughs) (laughs) it was and I got my best friend back yeah (laughs) I am happy that happened because, like, I could feel myself slipping away from all of you. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, if you didn't catch that under my sniffles and cries, we are going to do an episode on heartbreak and breakups. So (laughs) stay tuned for that. Yep. Okay. So I asked my mom to give me a pivotal moment in her life, and she ended up giving me two. And these are her words. The birth of my daughter. I spent nine months talking to her and waiting to meet her. She was my best little friend from the moment I found out I was pregnant. I went into labor and it was a little bit of a struggle to get her here. But the moment she came out, they laid her on my stomach and I put my hands out to hold her in place. She grabbed her or she grabbed and wrapped her little fingers around my fingers. At that moment, I realized no matter how many people I loved in my life, none of it compared to the love I immediately felt for her. It was beyond amazing anything I could imagine. (laughs) <laughs> i'm crying I'm sorry. i literally love my mom so much your mom is the best <laughs> i love your guys's relationship it's so fun like being an adult and like becoming friends with your parents is like the coolest thing mm-hmm. yeah and just like you know you always think of your mom like when you're a kid it's just like your mom you know but like learning about her as a person and like all the stuff she went through is so sweet and like so fun i love it yeah This one says, watching my mother take her last breath. Oh, God. No, no. (laughs) If anything can be so beautiful and so horrible at the same time, this is it. She was my protector, my compass, my safe haven. The only person who could fix and make my problem better. 
She loved me unconditionally and taught me that or taught me the important things in life. Watching her slip through my fingers like sand and not being able to do anything to fix it was literally the worst experience I've ever had. I've been able to get through every other bad experience because no matter what it was, it wasn't as bad as that experience. Without her, I've never been the same. I literally don't ever want to lose my mom. (laughs) (laughs) These stories just like make you appreciate your mom even more. Okay, this is from one of my best friends, Ellie. She said, to be honest, I have had so many moments that have changed my life or shifted my perspective. I've had a lot of incredibly hard things come my way that have completely shaped me or have completely broken me down. But to narrow it down, I think the day that changed my life was the day I got into a major car accident. Don't want to bore you with every single detail, but to summarize, the car flipped and I was ejected 30 feet into a wheat field. Yes, I live in a farm town. (laughs) Now, as grateful as I was to be alive, I am even more grateful for the perspective it brought me. When I landed, I was completely stuck on a barbed wire fence and I had no I and I had nowhere to go and I couldn't move or breathe. All I could see in front of me were the mountains. I think about that moment a lot. Just me in the giant wheat field and the giant Utah mountains all alone. That was one of the loneliest moments of my entire life. I felt swallowed up, small, and forgotten. I had no idea where I was. I had completely no sense of direction and I had no clue if the people I was with were okay. And that intensified me feeling even more. Or that intensified the feeling even more. To pinpoint a timeline, that feeling probably only lasted five minutes before my boyfriend came to my aid, but the darkness I felt in that moment forever changed me. I understand that my experience was circumstantial, but I never want anyone to feel the loneliness I felt in that moment. No matter what they are going through, it matters. The people in my life matter. The world will still be moving, but my world has a moment to acknowledge what they are going through and that they are never alone and are important in my life. This was another chance at life, a chance to be a better person to the people around me. Sometimes I don't know if I deserved it, but the 17-year-old girl in me needed a different life perspective on what's important. I think that's one of the reasons I immediately dropped out of school and moved home when my dad left our family. I helped my mom with everything from finances to school drop-offs to literally anything the family needed. I was basically the other parent because I never wanted my family to feel the loneliness I felt in that singular moment. I didn't want them to feel forgotten, and I tried my very best to ease their pain. It's interesting, though, because when I look back on this experience, I was never alone. I had people I love and who love me come find and help me. Sometimes when we feel the most alone, someone we love is waiting and wanting to help, and since that day, I will always strive to be that person for the people. My arms and my mind will be forever open to whoever needs them. Also, I got in the car wreck with my high school sweetheart, who is now my husband, and this is truly the moment I knew I would marry him. So I guess that's life changing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> she sounds like a beautiful person. She really not just is. because of the shit she went through, but like her ride, like what she wrote. What mm-hmm. the fuck? She's amazing. Yeah, I literally look up to her so much. She so for context, I I dance with her. Um, she's one of my, like I look up to her like a big sister. And, like, I'm, I've been one of those people that she's, like, helped in not feeling lonely. Um, but I didn't know it stems from that car accident. And I remember how traumatic that was when she got in that car accident. But, yeah, I love her. She's been, she's, yeah. I don't even, I'm speechless, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I admire her so much, her and her family. But it was literally a miracle, her car accident. Like, so there was this barbed wire that, like, it's a fence and it's like four lines of barbed wire and two of them were like split. I don't know. I'm trying to create the image, but like her body went through that hole. Otherwise, if she had like gone through that barbed wire, if that like split wasn't there, she would have been like chopped in half. <gasps> oh my 
gosh. I hear that like all the time with car accidents when it's like if it was half a second earlier or later mm-hmm. or you went two miles faster, like you would be dead. Yeah. Like it was a legit miracle. Life is just so crazy. Jeez. These are so sad. I know. <laughs> but at the same time, they're so like heartwarming and yeah. inspiring. Mm-hmm. It's crazy like how resilient humans are. Yeah. Like to constantly go through stuff like this and be able to bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. These things happen, but like adult life doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like for our parents who had to witness like your mom or your mom who had to witness her mom dying, she didn't she couldn't stop and take a break from work maybe for as long as she wanted. She probably couldn't stop and take a break from taking care of you. Like she just had to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest life lessons I've ever learned from my mom is like, like she never pities herself. And like when she's going through something hard, I'm like, mom, how are you doing this? She's like, there's no other way. You have to just go through. Mm-hmm. And like, she's just so strong. That's like, so wow. true. That's like, so Mandy, um, she, she's like my second mom. She owns the studio I grew up, grew up at, but that's the thing she told me a lot through my breakup. She's like, there's no way around it, but going through it, like you just have to d- that's just life yeah literally you just have to plow through mm-hmm. oh we are a lot stronger than we give ourselves credit for mm-hmm. not just so us true. four individually but like every Humans. single human on this earth okay i have one more from my roommate the day that changed my life forever happened in september of 2016 my sisters and i were stopping at the grocery store on the way home from when from dance when our mom called us we jokingly told her we wanted to get ice cream for dinner and for some reason she didn't object When we walked in the house, my mom told us that a few weeks ago, she stumbled upon an ad for a new dance competition show and had submitted us. That day, she had heard from the show that we got a call back and they wanted us to drive out to Chicago to dance in front of the producers. Parentheses. After hearing this information, we celebrated with ice cream for dinner. After a callback round of dancing and interviews and more dancing, they asked us to be a part of the show, which was season one of NBC's World of Dance. That experience itself was absolutely insane, but the impact it had on my life afterwards was astounding. We filmed the show my junior year of high school, and the connections I made from the show and the opportunities we got that followed motivated me to pursue dance professionally after I graduated. Had it not been for those connections, I would 100% have gone to college and probably would still be living in my home state. I got so many amazing dance opportunities and met so many incredible people while pursuing dance professionally, one of which is filming this podcast right now. And even still, I am feeling the effects the show had on my life. Today, I'm living in a state that I moved to for a dance job, and I am teaching dance all around the country, which has always been my dream. I know I would be a completely different person had I not had that experience, and I am so grateful that it led me to where I'm at today. Oh, I love that. Yeah. She's such a baddie. I love her. I love her so much. Like, she... She's like a girl boss, girl boss in the dance world. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. She's literally in Ohio right now, choreographing and teaching for 30 days straight. No break. I thought she was in Alabama. No. Oh. She's in Ohio. She was in Alabama. Now she's in Ohio. She's all over the place. Yeah. But no, seriously, I just love our story because I remember watching season one of World of Dance and like she, her and her sisters, the Mahasevich sisters, I remember watching them and like admiring them, like thinking they were so good. And now I'm literally like watching Stranger Things in our living room with her. Like, wow. isn't that crazy? I didn't know you knew her. So like when you first met her on High School Musical, were you like, oh my gosh, you are on World of Dance or what? Or like, did you know that? Yes, I knew that. Aww. Yeah. That's how I felt at the Justin Bieber concert <gasps> when I saw you. Really? Wait, you were at the one she danced at? Uh-huh. No way. Yeah. That's have so I never crazy. told you that? No. Wait, maybe. I think I have. 
I yeah. was like, wow, she's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and now we now travel the world together. Yeah. Okay, this is a, a pretty long episode, so we might have to do a part two with all the submissions that we got, which is fine because I like this episode. It's very wholesome, and I feel mm-hmm. like I'm learning to just appreciate life a lot more. Okay, now we're moving on to submissions from you guys. Um, thank you, by the way. Can't wait to read them. Okay, this first submission says... My parents didn't approve of my boyfriend because he was black and honestly never realized how blessed I was that I never had to deal with any sort of racism or prejudice towards myself. Also learned how to use my voice and stand up for him and what I stand for against the people and family that raised me. Gained my independence and couldn't be more proud of myself for standing by him because he's the best thing that ever happened to me. I am proud of you for standing up against your family because that's a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I like how you said how you never realized how blessed you were and like that's that's so good that you at least had that realization because a lot of people don't realize how privileged they are and I mean you obviously do so that's awesome this one says I had been in a recovery period from a medical emergency that could have killed me I was in and out of the ICU and I was having a handful of different health issues come up too this just left me completely drained and I felt empty inside my independence was taken away from me during this time I was extremely depressed It got to a point that I was ready to take my life. I no longer wanted to be here. I no longer wanted to be in pain. During this recovery period, I wasn't able to be on any hormones, so no birth control. And condoms don't always work. So I found out I was pregnant, and instantly when I saw the lines on the pregnancy test, my brain shifted. It was fear, but it was happiness too. It wasn't something that was planned, but I 100% believe the universe knew I needed to be here. Oh, I just got chills. chills. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that you found a reason to stay on this world because the world is better with you in it. Yeah, I agree. Second that. Okay, this one says, My pivotal point was when I realized I don't have to let religion govern me. It took a lot of unlearning, but I'm now able to live my life without shame or guilt. I wear what I want, eat what I want, and say what I want. I am unapologetically myself, and it is the most freeing feeling in the world. I love that. I want to... (laughs) <laughs> I want to get that tattooed on my body. I'm so glad. Like I am such an advocate for just literally being unapologetically yourself and living authentically, living authentically, mm-hmm. like a life with shame and or guilt hinders the quality of your life, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and literally freeing yourself from the chains that religion can have is literally what that person said the most freeing feeling in the world and i'm so happy for you me too same i love that for you and if you're feeling like you need to make a change in your life make sure you're wearing what you want saying what you want eating what you want and doing whatever the fuck you want okay this one says my period was late but not too late and i have always had irregular periods so i honestly didn't even think anything of it my boyfriend and i went out for dinner and drinks and on our way home i stopped at walgreens to buy tampons because i was ex- because i was expecting to start soon i grabbed a pregnancy test as a joke and even laughed with the cashier that i would be needing one or the other the next day i took the test when i got home and made myself another cocktail to drink while we watched a movie together my boyfriend walked out of the bathroom holding the test with the funniest face i've ever seen him make not necessarily scared or excited. I've explained it to him like a blank mirror face and could tell he was waiting for me to indicate how we should react. It was positive. I ran to the bathroom and threw up. No, really. (laughs) I called Planned Parenthood the next morning, three minutes after they opened and scheduled an abortion. Four days later, I was sitting in a classroom taking the required class to get an abortion in Utah. 
Seven days later, I was taking a pill to rid my body of the pregnancy. No one knows except for my boyfriend. It's been over a year and I feel so empty. I don't feel sad or even regretful, just lonely and empty. I know I did the right thing, but sometimes I hold the ultrasound picture that they sent me home with of what could have been and cry until I throw up the same way I did that night I found out. I am not the same. I don't think I ever will be. I feel more pressure to succeed, be happy, and to prove to myself that I didn't make the most permanent decision for nothing. That breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't help but feel like that's because of society and how stigmatized abortion is and how like much society says that you are taking away a life and so now that person feels so much pressure to succeed and in quotes make something of her life like compensate for that to not feel bad about that or i mean she said she doesn't feel regret or sad which i mean good for you i'm i I, i'm glad you don't but i can't help but shake the feeling that you feel those things because of society yeah i was gonna say like that just breaks my heart because, I mean, abortion is a huge topic right now, obviously. Oh, yeah. And, like, people don't just fuck around, get pregnant, and get abortions for fun. Yeah, no, it uh, it will affect you your whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, like this, this is literally the person's most pivotal moment. Mm-hmm. And people just, like, shit on abortions and people who get abortions, like... As if it's not the hardest thing in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the hardest thing in the fucking world to get an abortion or to have a child. Exactly. Yeah. But whatever you're doing with life, I'm sure... It's enough. <clears throat> it is enough. And if it helps, maybe find like support groups for people who have had abortions. I'm sure those exist. Maybe if you're interested, maybe that might help. Um, but you don't have to prove yourself to anyone. I was saying this before in the episode. I don't know if it's going to get cut, but like a child deserves a parent who wants to be a parent. You made an unselfish decision to not bring a child in this world that wasn't ready to be a parent at that time. And I'm proud of you. And I'm glad you had the choice. My biggest day was when I had my daughter. I got pregnant from a very abusive man and I felt stuck, especially when I found out I was pregnant. I was only 19 when I got pregnant and had her when I was 20. But I remember being so scared to bring her into this world because I knew I'd eventually do it alone. But the second I held her, I knew we were okay and I knew I needed to get my life together for her. I got an apartment by myself. I left the sperm donor. I did it all by myself. Now I'm married with another baby. I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. And just know like your daughter loves you so much. And being raised by a single mom, like the relationship you're going to have with her is going to be the most amazing thing. But I'm happy you got a happy ending. Mm-hmm. And you're strong enough to realize you needed to leave a bad situation and you were able to leave it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love this one. It says the day that changed my life was when I started my job. I work with special needs children. I never knew that this is what I would love to do. Ever since the day I started, I fell in love with my job because of the kids and I don't think I could ever leave. The pay is terrible and it can be mentally draining, but it's 100% worth it. I love what I do and these kids truly have changed my life for the better. Oh, I love that. I love that you're doing what you're doing because you love it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. me too. And like people with disabilities or special needs used to be treated so horribly and in some instances and other countries still are so like I'm so glad that you are loving your job and pouring so much love into these kids and people because they deserve it I am going to school to be a teacher and one of my professors teaches how to modify our lesson plans for students with special needs and so he's worked with special needs children for his whole life and he has just 
he just shows how much he loves those kids and how he teaches and I I commend that Mm -hmm. I love that I think that's a very honorable job and like you said it is hard and the pay can be terrible but you are making such a good impact on these kids exactly yeah I was gonna say the way they change you said they change your life you're changing their life for the better as well yeah this one says one random afternoon months after I had broken up with my cheating abusive toxic boyfriend of three years I felt an internal switch that I could not and still cannot explain I never looked back and from that point on I've never been bothered by what he did to me or had even mere thoughts about him I changed for the better in ways I never thought were possible. I still don't understand what happened that September afternoon, but I know that it was meant to happen. Wow. I love that. Same. You're so strong. Yeah. I'm so glad you had that. So many people don't. Or, yeah, when they do, it's too late. So that's awesome. So badass. Yeah, I was going to say badass energy. This one says, I woke up one morning to my dad sitting on my bedside and the first thing he said to me that day was, you're making the biggest mistake of your life. I was engaged at the time and it was the moment I knew I had to stop listening to my parents and what they thought they knew was best for me. It was the time in my life where I was able to listen to myself, listen to my heart, and I came to the realization that only I knew what was best for me. I married him despite what my parents said. Four years later, now they've come full circle and absolutely adore him. They just couldn't see it at the time. It taught me so much. Self-love, confidence in my own decisions, patience, and more. Had I listened to them, my life would be completely different. Wow. Wow. That is so awesome. I love how they said that they were done listening to what their parents said. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you followed your gut and that your parents came around because that doesn't happen for a lot of people. Okay. This is the last one. Hey, girlies. Absolutely love the pod and hearing you all laugh. Thank you. I have a quickie, but I thought I'd share. Winter of 2020 was an incredibly hard and dark time for me. My husband and I were on the brink of divorce, and I was still figuring out who I was as a person. Come January 2021, something happened that I can't exactly explain, but I started doing some really intense inner work and found myself speaking things into existence. The most confident I've ever been, found a solid group of friends, and was healing my marriage. The power of the mind is real. So true, besties. (laughs) I love that. I don't think relationships strive when you are not living your best life. Agreed. And your most authentic life, like you, your own person and your partner too. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy for you and your partner. Same. Those are my favorite like victory stories, like being in a dark place and like finding yourself. And yeah, because it's hard to get out of that dark place. Yeah. Okay. We don't have time to get to the rest of these. So we'll have to do a part two. But thank you so much for writing your submissions in. That was a really good episode. Yeah, I loved that. That was kind of cathartic. Like, I feel good. I hadn't cried in a while because I haven't needed to, I think. And yeah, I feel good. Same. Same. It was a good release. Yeah, right? No, when I was writing, like, in my notes this morning, I was like, girl, why the fuck have you not been journaling? (laughs) (laughs) Because I was, like, bawling as I was writing it. Like, yeah, I loved this episode. If you got this far, thank you. We love you. Let us know if you cried some tears along with us <laughs> yeah that was a pretty heavy episode so go drink some water if you cry <laughs> put on a comfort show <laughs> decompress i need to go put some ice on my eyes <laughs> we love you we'll talk to you next week and remember don't, don't be, be a, a fake, fake friend, friend.